Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner. Hey, first off, if you like this content that's coming your way, hit that subscribe button. It means a ton. Hit that bell button. Get all my notifications for this channel. And folks, if you're listening to this in the podcast, like, comment, subscribe, share, whether it's on Apple, you know, podcast, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Breaker, the whole nine, anywhere there's a podcast streaming platform, please go like, subscribe, and share. Um, but today, folks, we're here to talk about the August 22nd um, press conference from Coach Steve Sarkeesian. I'm going to do a quick little reaction video for you guys. Um, but first off, prior to us getting to that, let's talk about our sponsors. Hey, folks, our first sponsor is BetUS.com. Hey, go there. Uh, use the promo code Nino's Corner and get 125% sign-up bonus. Uh, again, using that code Nino's Corner. And if you don't kind of remember that, folks, go down in the description, click on that link, and it'll, it'll take you right there, get your 125% sign-up bonus. That is free money, folks. Take it, use it, and thank me later about it. Uh, next uh, promo code, folks, is for manscaped.com. Uh, 20% off promo code and free worldwide shipping using the code Nino's Corner again at manscaped.com. 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the promo code Nino's Corner at manscaped.com. But, folks, we're going to get into it, folks. We're going to go over um, Sark's 22nd of August press conference that just happened here a few hours ago. And we are going to kind of dissect it and go just, uh, just line for line. So let's get into it. Kind of shift in uh, kind of our schedule, our plan with school starting today. Uh, so we're kind of out of training camp mode uh, into our normal routine of um, – kind of what a daily regiment would look like and a weekly regiment would look like Monday through Saturday. Um, so we started that today and I thought the guys did have really good energy, uh, but now we're adding classes into it, tutors and whatnot. So, um, you know, we're fortunate this year, the way school starts, we kind of get this week for our mock game on Saturday. So they really can get a feel and a sense for what this week is about. Uh, hey, pausing that folks first. So basically what he's talking about is this is the first time that some of these true freshmen who didn't come in early, they're going to get a true sense of um, what it's like to be a student athlete. You know, so it's not all about practicing now. It's not all about film study. It's not all about lifting weights. Now they're going to get into that class time, tutoring time, um, making sure that you're in a certain time, making sure that you're going to lunch at this time. You got to fit in lunch. This is called prioritizing your schedule and prioritizing life, basically. So these kids are going to have to go to class figure out a time to go to lunch after that film study, the whole nine. So this is um, the start of their, of their work-life balance, basically. Um, excuse me. Leading into, uh, leading into next week when we actually have our first ball game. So that um, camp went well. Uh, I thought it was, like I said, it was competitive. It was tough. Uh, it was competitive on both sides of the ball against one another and on teams, but it was also competitive position battles. Um, which are not over, you know, a lot of which we, we continue to, to, to go at it. Um, but, but all in all, it was good. Um, you know, clearly, uh, you know, last Friday made the decision to start Quinn as our quarterback. Um, excited about that. I think Quinn provides um, the ability to make all the throws in our system. I think he's got playmaking ability. He's got natural passing ability. 
Um, I will say it was a tough decision. Um, Hudson is a very good player. He's got great leadership skills. Uh, he's got the utmost respect of our coaching staff and, and of his teammates. Uh, there's a reason he's on our leadership committee because of all those things. And I've said all along, there's probably going to come a point in the season. And uh, whether it's one play, one drive, one game, two games, I don't know. We're going to need Hudson Card to win a championship. And so uh, I'm excited for Quinn. I'm excited for our team. Uh, but I also know that we are we are very fortunate to have Hudson uh, be our backup and be in the, the situation that he's in uh, with the maturity and leadership that he has. So I'm uh, looking forward to this week. Um, like I said, getting acclimated to school being in session and uh, maximizing this week and this opportunity and, and do our best not to look ahead to next week and focus on the task at hand. Hey, he said it. This is from the coach's mouth himself. Uh, you know, so Quinn Ewers being named the starting quarterback on, on Friday. Um, so a perfect situation. Uh, just for the simple fact, Coach Arkeesian made all the right points about Hudson Card. Hudson would have been the most safe pick for this. You know, he's been in the system for an, an, an extra year. He's on like the leadership council. He is the guy who has the, who, who actually knows the playbook more than Quinn does because he's been here longer. It would have definitely been the safe pick, but what did coach say? Coach Arkeesian said, uh, Quinn has all the arm talent and that's what he needs in his system. He knows exactly what he has on the offensive line. He knows he has a young offensive line. He knows that he's going to, he's going to need a guy that has a quick trigger, a guy that is going to be able to get the ball out very quick, a guy that can get it out from different angles. Um, and, hey, everybody has seen the reports about Quinn. Quinn has been one of those guys that people have kind of referenced and said the best arm talent in the state of Texas since Matthew Stafford. And we saw what Matthew Stafford has done, not only at Georgia, but also going into the league pretty much up, uh, but, you know, like pretty much putting the city of Detroit on his back when he was there, him and, him and um, you know, Megatron but also now going to the Rams first year, they're winning a Super Bowl. If you put them in the right scheme, I think that's what coach Sarkeesian sees here that yes, Quinn's going to have some ups and downs. He's young. And so is our offensive line. And so are a few of our wide receivers and things of that nature. However, they're going to take these lumps this year. They're going to win some games this year too, um, but they're going to learn and grow from this together. And I think it's going to be a great thing here for Texas. Um, you know, Quinn can make all the throws. Um, I feel question was from was from Kirk Kirk Bowles, and he basically asked, "How was Quinn better than Hudson?" And Coach just said, "Quinn can make all the throws." Very comfortable about that. I feel comfortable about his playmaking ability. Um, I, I feel like his growth in the system uh, has been one where we can really kind of see where it's going to head under him, and uh, I'm excited about it. But when you have such a close battle the way you did, how long does a, a leash do you need to give a young quarterback like Quinn to let him? Well, I think, I think naturally, you know, there's, you know, we're going to have some growing pains. You know, we're, we're not only are we relatively young at quarterback, um, we're, we're a relatively young team. And so, you know, we've got to do a really good job as a staff of trying to put our players in position to learn from the tough situations. And we, we try to do that in practice. We try to do that in scrimmages. Um, you know, we'll, we'll spot the ball on our own one yard line and how are you going to play in your own end zone? Um, we're going to, put them in situations where it's a potential four down territory where it's third down, play yourself into fourth down. And, and I don't expect him to get it exactly right the first time, but as many of those situations as I can put him in and our team in, hopefully the better we respond in game when, when they present themselves. And so, um, you know, but I'm, I'm a realist. We're going to have some growing pains and, and, but that that's okay. I still think we're a pretty good football team and 
I think we've got some some really key veterans at key spots that that can help uh, alleviate some of that. So the question was, you know, I think from Anwar here, but he basically said, you know, how long of a leash is Hudson going to have? How long of a leash are these freshmen going to have? I think Coach really answered the question on this one, but he basically basically said that this team is a very young team. Um, and with this team being very young, yes, they're going to have, you know, some bumps in the road that they're going to go through. You know, Hudson's going to – well, not Hudson. Quinn is going to have times where he's not going to throw the ball well. Maybe he throws the ball well, but he has to have that mentality like a defensive back to where, yeah, you might get beat, but you got to play the next play as well. And uh seems like Quinn kind of has that, you know, where he, you know, just shrugs things off. Um, So a, a very young team that is going to be tried and tested here pretty soon, basically in two weeks. And – We'll see how they actually apply themselves when they're under pressure. And then the week after that, we got Alabama. So we're really going to see how they're going to, you know, handle that pressure. But the young team overall, I think Coach said previously, out of the 85 scholarship guys, 55 or 58 were first and second year players. And so we definitely have a very young roster. Um, but with a guy like Quinn leading the way, um, one of the three perfect, you know, quarterback guys when it came to the recruiting services at a perfect 1.0. Uh, you got to build around him. He has the arm talent. He's going to take his lumps, but let's let's deal with him. We're going to win, folks. Don't get, don't think we're going to go four and eight. I, you know, we're going to win games here, but it's not going to be the sexiest, the sexiest way of winning. But we're definitely going to win some games here this year, folks. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I question was basically, have you talked to Hudson and let him know that to stay prepared because there are no iron men here in football, minus what we had in Sam over the last four years prior to him going to the league? I think that that's, um, you know, it goes without saying, but sometimes when you're put in that position and you're in a, you're in a really contested battle, and the other guy gets named the starter, you know, you can you can lose sight of potential opportunities and things that are in front of you. And um, we did make that point to Hudson uh, and, and made that very clear. You know, Hudson's job is to compete still every day and to either make Quinn better or pass him. And, and I, I don't I expect nothing less of Hudson to do that. But the reality of it is playing quarterback in this day and age, it's hard to go through an entire season unscathed. And well, like I said, whether it's one play, one drive, one game, you know, two games, whatever that looks like, um, you've got to be prepared because the worst thing that can happen to you is your number get called and you're not prepared. And that's, that's one of the worst feelings. And so, um, but like I said, with Hudson, um, who he is as a person, what he's made up of, I expect nothing less for him to be prepared if, if his number gets called. Basically, what Coach is saying here, Hudson needs to be prepared. <laughs> it is what it is. You know, even last year, um, Hudson didn't play too well against Arkansas. I hate to keep bringing up the game, but um, Casey has to come in. And, and Casey was prepared, even though there's there's a lot of turmoil. The line wasn't blocking the best. Casey made the best out of the situation, came prepared, scored a couple quick touchdowns, you know, and basically showed that he was a tough SOB. Now, Casey gets hurt. Um, you know, like during the season, Hudson comes in against West Virginia. And to his credit, Hudson looked very good against West Virginia um, Threw a deep ball, which was amazing. I think he threw a deep ball to Worthy, but you could tell the sigh of relief off his face. But he came in ready to play that game. He gets dinged up. And then let's look at the game like Kansas, where they swap quarterbacks back and forth again. 
uh, Hudson played and threw a pick six, if I'm not mistaken. So, and and that's where coach is kind of getting at. It's where when you come in and you're not maybe that prepared, it's kind of the worst thing. And you're going to feel really bad after because you have your shot. But if you come in as a backup, you have to be ready and able to play. A lot of people say, hey, NFL, the backup quarterback is the best job in the world um, because you're probably never going to play and you're going to make a ton of money college football, the backup quarterback is probably the worst position that you want to be in because you're not going to play. And when you do get the opportunity to play, it's going to be a lot of pressure, uh, you know, on you. So you got to figure out a way how to manage that um, to assure that you are going to be the best version of yourself if and when your number is going to get called on. What did you see Saturday? Uh, did you see any change? And did you see any change from any of their guys? Like, hey, now they know who, who's the guy. And yeah, I, I mean, a- question was uh, about the quarterback's demeanor um, and their and their their body actions, basically on the field. Uh, and has has he seen anything different with Quinn or Hudson uh, since Friday? Basically, on Saturday during that uh, scrimmage, since he was named the starter meaning Quinn and have the players shown any kind of um you know happy body language basically you know knowing that Quinn is the guy now probably hard um it, one day in just to dramatically have this this change in demeanor and body posture and things of that nature um you know I, I think Quinn over time his confidence will continue to grow um I think naturally for HUD, there's there's a bit of, of you know, you're a little dejected, you know, and that, as, a, as a competitor, you know, that's, you know, I, I, I expected some of that. But as we start to work ourselves back into it, I thought both of them were good today. Um, I will say I thought that our players um, naturally, you know, they want to know, you know, they, they, they want to know who's going to be that guy. Um, you know, I, I've said this all along that, you know, the quarterback's the most important position in sports, not because of arm talent or curl routes or things that how fast you can run. But I think you've, you know, part of it is, you know, do you give the rest of your team, coaching staff, people a sense of belief? And um, I think Quinn, Quinn naturally has that ability. And I think that's only going to continue to grow the more comfortable that he gets. Naturally has that ability. That's what Coach says. Um, it's the it factor, folks. Does your guy have the it factor? Being a leader, you need to have that it factor to be a guy who's going to lead 84 other people on that field. And he said that he has that ability, which means that he has that it factor. Um, We all understand. Once the season ended, Texas goes five and seven. Uh, Quinn says he's not going to come back to Ohio State, puts his name in the transfer portal. What do the players do? Xavier Worthy, what's he do? He changes his profile picture to Quinn Ewers. He wanted Quinn there. This is a guy that they wanted here to rally around. Quinn won the locker room the day he stepped on campus. And I got to give Rod Babers and Mike Hart some credit on this on their Ball Don't Lie podcast, where Rod basically said Quinn won the locker room and he won the players over from day one. You know, you've seen him with with the cute fool video dancing and rapping. He won some of that locker room that day. You know, Rod says that this is an election. Right. And and he won the election. He won the popular vote. And it was so close on that field of play. Um, if you're hearing what the what the boards are saying and what the coaches are saying, I mean, I'm not saying it was just like neck and neck close, but 
Hudson did not pull away far enough to where the guys were going to follow him. And the biggest things that we've been saying about Hudson Card, and I don't want to jump on Hudson Card about this, but he, we never saw him. Social media, you saw Quinn um, with Jake Majors and Xavier Worthy and Overshawn at basketball games. And he's going to, you know, other sporting events here at the University of Texas. And you're always seeing him present. You're seeing him with players in the locker room. He's on social media everywhere with the players. Jordan Addison comes in for a visit. It's, 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 um, Whittington, it's Xavier Worthy, it's uh, Quinn Ewers all taking a picture with Jordan Addison and Brennan Marion. So you're seeing that he is involved and entrenched in the Texas culture. Kid grew up wanting to be a Longhorn, right? So he knows he's that guy. He knows his that his arm talent is is that. And the players rallied around him. They wanted him here. They wanted to follow him. And it seems like they are going to follow him, even if things break down, because he has asserted himself as being the guy with the it factor and the guys like the it factor and they're going to follow that guy. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the, the point of it is, is we're a team first. Um, you know, it's, it's the whole we not me mentality. Right. And, um, I've said, you know, this this room has been really good going back to January. I think that they've worked well with one another, but yet they focused on themselves. And I think that's one of the keys is they're all at different stages. They've all got different things that we're trying to get them to improve upon and, and get better at. And they need to focus on what they need to do to get better and not worry about what the guys next to them are doing. On the same token, when we're coaching one of them, we're coaching all of them. Um, because you never know when that scenario could come up for you. And um, in the end, um, I think there's a, a real sense of appreciation for what the other guys in that room are going through, too. Um, it's not easy. You know, uh, we don't pretend to run a simple offense. You know, we, 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 we put a lot on our quarterback. We ask a lot of him. We demand a variety of throws and, and pre-snap movement and motion and adjustments by the defense and recognition of those things. And so I think there is a sense of appreciation for when the other guy is playing well and getting it right, or if you can lend a helping hand to, to maybe alleviate some of the pressure off of him, I think these guys do that. And that that's when you've got a really special room and a special place. And I think we're in a good spot there. So, you know, basically the question asked was how do you keep a QB room together? Um, when you do have a guy who has won this out and you got a bunch of talented guys in the room, I don't think anybody in the country can better answer this question than Steve Sarkeesian. You go take a look back at what he did at USC, getting a guy like Mike, you know, like Matt Castle drafted. Well, I don't think he was drafted, but he ended up, you know, getting on an active roster, having a long career in the NFL and never started the game in college because he was behind two first round draft or first and the second round draft pick. Um, but he was the guy who was the third string guy there who was a highly touted guy coming out of high school. However, he never played because of the talent that was in front of him. So he had to manage that talent and say, hey, Matt, stay here. We're going to develop you. You're going to be fine. And what did you do? He ends up going to the league and making a lot of money. <laughs> and that cast me a lot of money and never started the game in college. He had the same uh, problem. I wouldn't say problem. This is a, uh, this is like a problem for the rich, right? At Alabama, having a guy like Matt Castle on the team, having a guy like, um, uh, I'm sorry, not Matt Castle, um, having a guy like um, Bryce Young on the team, um, having the guy who, who's the quarterback now 
um, for the uh, Patriots. I can't think of his name right now. Mac Jones, Mac Jones. So having a guy like Mac Jones and having a guy like Bryce Young, two very talented individuals um, that people probably want to see um, Young start, but he went with a guy like Mac Jones. Mac Jones does great things, wins the national championship there at Alabama, and now it's a first-round draft pick. And people probably never would have thought Mac Jones would have been a first-round draft pick a year prior to him becoming the starter at Alabama. So he knows how to manage a quarterback room. I don't think that's anything that Texas fans really have to worry about. I don't, you know, you never know how games go, you know, but Quinn's going to be our starter. He's going to go in there and play. And if, if need be, Hudson will be ready to go. Man. So a lot different tone from last year, where last year we had Casey and Hudson starting. Oh, not starting, playing in the first game. Hudson started. Casey got the reps in the second half, um, and both did good things. Right here, this is this is coming back to that leash question, you know, from Anwar. Like, how long of a leash? And from what co- you know, from what coach is saying right now, um, Quinn's going to have a long leash here. He's not going back and forth. He wants the team to rally around one guy, one mission. One focus that is Quinn Ewers being the starting quarterback here at Texas, and he wants that message to reverberate throughout, you know, the halls here at Texas. Uh, so yeah, he's he's not going to be pulled. He's not going to be yanked. You got to let him grow up. You got to let him grow up. Unless he's just off the walls, horrible. Uh, but you got to let him grow up in the system, take his lumps, and be great. Um, when once that opportunity does arise. I don't like that phrase, but <laughs> then you'll write it. Coach Sark said he give keys. No, I mean, I, you know, through through it all, you know, as 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 you go through it, I think Quinn has some natural maturity to him. Um, again, he's a guy who really should be a true freshman in college, but yet got some great experience of going to Ohio State and and being there for four months or whatever that was last fall. Um, and got to be part of some great environments, got to be part of a really good staff and game planning and why they did what they did. And a team that had a heck of a year and was a Rose Bowl champion and, and all the things that they did. Um, so I think he was exposed to a lot. I don't feel like he's a true freshman because of the exposure he got last year. Uh, but clearly he was new to our offense, new to our, new to our, our team. Um, and, and I've said this all along about Quinn. I thought he came in with a, a really – kind of open mind. Um, I thought he's been a very good teammate um, and I thought he's been really coachable. And my expectation is he'll continue that and, and, and then only get better in those, in those, in those areas. I like that Quinn went to Ohio state and I, and I like it for the simple fact that um, last year, CJ Stroud, his first couple games, people were calling for his head. They wanted CJ Stroud out of the game. By, the, by this time, the, the, the end of the season, he was a Heisman finalist, folks. So that should tell you something. Quinn got a chance to see that in the locker room from day one and saw how people were calling for C.J. Stroud's head because they didn't think he played too well in the first two or three games. And then he lights it up the rest of the year. So seeing how uh, a guy can can go from here to here within the same season, I think it was going to play uh, dividends here for a guy like Quinn Ewers here for this season, because there, there's going to be ups and downs. And I think we're going to see some 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 very high ups here in the first five games. I mean, I think we're going to see a few downs over like the next six games or so. You know, however, it's going to all 
um, come back to the mean. And the mean is that he's going to play really well and going to play well at points, but his, his trajectory is going to go up, and that's what we want here at Texas. No, no, we're, we're going to run our stuff. Um, like I said, you know, we've, um, we're, we're fortunate to have a, a pretty balanced group. Um, we've, we've got good receivers. We've got good tight ends. We've got good running backs. Um, we can interject those guys with different groups, multiple wide receivers, multiple tight ends, multiple backs, whatever, whatever fits that game plan. But we're very comfortable with him um, operating our stuff. And did that, you had a timeline that you wanted to kind of follow. Did you follow that timeline or is there something about Special about Friday. No, that wasn't necessarily special. Um, you know, I was hopeful before our second scrimmage that we would have a guy um, that I, that I would feel comfortable enough um, before I put my head down at night that that's what I wanted to do. And then when I woke up in the morning, I still felt the same way. And that's kind of how Thursday, Thursday night, Friday morning went for me. Um, I felt like it was it was pretty consensus across the board from the, from our staff, especially on the offensive staff of this was the direction we were going to go in and, and you go for it. You know, th th these are always tough. They're always difficult, especially when you got really two talented people, um, different players, but talented people. Uh, but I felt very comfortable with the timing of it. Um, Quinn was able to get a lot of the reps with the ones on Saturday in the scrimmage. And now he's got two weeks to get himself prepared to uh, play his first ball game. Different players. You know, I don't know if you guys caught that two really good and capable quarterbacks. Two good players, different players. One is his player and one is not. And it's not saying anything bad about Card, but as soon as Quinn Ewers went to the transfer portal, Sark was in the South Lake Carroll area like the same day or the day after, first thing in the morning, to recruit him heavily. He understands what he has here in Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers is one of those guys that he could have picked up the phone and called anybody and said, I'm coming to your school a couple of years ago, and they'd have been like, please do. You got a scholarship. I don't care how full. I will kick somebody off the team for you. That is the quality of quarterback that he's getting, and I think Sark understands exactly what he's getting, and he understands that's his guy. That's the guy he picked. He's going to live and die with that guy running the helm because he understands that if, if he is able to succeed with his arm talent, this team's going to win a lot of games. Uh, it, this year and really win a lot of games next year once this youth movement starts to grow up and do their thing here at Texas. I would say it's a strength. Uh, yeah, I, I feel really good about it. You know, he can make a variety of throws. He can make off-platform throws, different arm angles. Um, he has the ability to push the ball down the field. Um, he's got a quick release, uh, naturally quick release when he needs it in the short to intermediate game. So, uh, no, I, I don't. I don't think that that's that's a concern. What do you say about Quinn? Uh, he can push the ball down the field, and something that we missed out on a lot last year was being able to push the ball down the field. Go check out Care Bear Karen Karen's video where just all the throws that were missed for Xavier Worthy, either overthrown or underthrown or thrown out of bounds, and Texas was not able to hit those big plays. And this is something that we saw in the spring game and heard reports throughout the whole offseason. Quinn can hit that deep ball. So it's going to be very interesting to see him do it. And I can't wait to see him do this thing here this season. Yeah, Saturday, I thought he played well. Um, you know, had a high completion percentage, threw some touchdowns. You know, we, we had we had a couple interceptions Saturday. Um, 
one of which was really a protection kind of breakdown that forced a bit of an errant throw. Uh, and another one was, was just not a great matchup on third down and the defense made a good play on the ball. So that, that stuff we got to work through as an offense more happened. so than, than just the quarterback. Was um, injury wise, pretty status quo uh, from what was going into the scrimmage. Um, the only guy that got a little nicked up was, was Kelvin Banks. Um, nothing serious. He should be probably back practicing tomorrow, but feel good about Roshan getting back here going this week. Jade Barron getting back going this week. She's uh, trying to think. Uh, Cole Hudson is already back practicing this week. So um, a lot of the guys that we felt, a lot of the guys we felt would be back or back. Troy's back practicing this week. So a lot of the guys we thought would be back uh, have worked themselves back into practice and feel good about that. So, you know, we practice hard. I get that, but we also want to make sure we're fresh and healthy going into that first ball game. So That's great. Great an injury front. Um, so position battle wise, you know, they're always ongoing. You know, I hate just to say that, Hey, this guy's a starter and now you're not, you know, the quarterback is different. There's one ball, there's one guy that can do it. But when you start looking at linemen, O1D linemen, um, when you start looking at the linebacker position, um, safeties, things of that nature, I really like to push those guys, the receiver spot. Um, so that, you know, if there's a, there's an opportunity to get in in a certain personnel package on defense or offense, I love for them to try to earn their way to, to get to do that stuff. Um, Ajay's uh, doing all the necessary things right now. I'm pleased. Um, and that's, I'm going to kind of leave that update right there. When it comes to, this is, you know, Anwar basically asking about the, about the battles here in camp and, and basically are anybody's job safe or, or, or are there still battles going on? It's the second time you said this quarterbacks, not a battle. Um, it's a different tune from last year. There was always a battle last year. It's not a battle this year. He has his guy folks. Quinn is his guy, and I think we all understand that. Um, but he did mention the offensive line, the defensive line, and the linebackers per se. Those were the first three positions I think that he mentioned. We understand we got the youth movement here for you know like for the offensive line, and I think we're going to see two to three guys here start, folks. Uh, just just be ready for it. Um, I think everybody understands Kevin Banks Jr. It's going to be one of those guys who's going to be starting. Um, also, probably a Cole Hudson or a DJ Campbell will be manning a guard position. And if all the reports are right and that Cam Williams is really, truly pushing um, a Christian Jones for that starting right tackle position, we have the potential folks to have three true freshmen starting on this offensive line. Um, so barring injuries, that that could be pretty huge um, to have three guys from the 2022 cycle starting um, here at Texas. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, basically unheard of here. Um, so we shall see what happens there. The next question was about Ajay Hall. And Coach Basie said that he's doing all, all the necess- all the necessary things and that they are pleased with what he's doing, which brings me to my next point about him being um, actually suspended indefinitely. Uh, and people get that word twisted. Oh, he's going to be suspended forever. No, the indefinite suspension means the coach can bring him back when he feels like he wants to bring him back. Um, so we had an injury. We had Nayer get injured. Um, this is an opportunity for Ajay Hall to do the right things so that he can be brought back and potentially play against Alabama, potentially play against the UTSA or Louisiana. But he has to do all, all the record, all the necessary things to understand that he can get back on the field if he does the right things. And coach says that he's pleased with what he's seen so far. He said he's talked to his family in the last press conference. So they're all seems like they're kind of on that same page and he understands about second chances. This is the guy that, 
has been given a second chance at life. As you can tell, Coach is taking it to his full advantage, and he's also helping and aiding people who might need that second chance as well because he gets it. I love JT Sanders. Um, Question was about JT Sanders and how is he doing? Probably one of, if arguably, the most improved player on our team from a year ago this time. Um, he's a he's a big physical guy. Um, I'm probably gonna upset Xavier and Jay Witt and Bijan, but he's probably got the best hands on our team. Um, he's, he's got very strong hands. Can make contested catches. Uh, he's a guy we're we're definitely very excited about. I love that. JT Sanders, we haven't had a tight end who can be this explosive in a long time, probably since Jermichael Finley. Um, and so to have a guy like a Sanders come in and for coaches say he has probably the best hands in the team. And he's also the most improved player because he hasn't played tight end. Essentially in high school, he played defensive end and he also played wide receiver. And so for him to play tight end and be able to come out of a stance and to be able to block as well is great. Um, but he had to learn it. And so with the coaching from Coach Sarkeesian and Jeff Banks to be able to get him in the right position to block better, to actually release off the line and do great things that way, stretch the field, which is something that our tight ends haven't done, it's going to be great. Well, I think it's it's on him and it's on us, right, is, is just comfort level. You know, the, the less – the less thinking you do, and I use thinking because when you when you have to try to decipher the call and what I'm doing and, and the more feel and reacting of plays, the better off you are at quarterback. And so we have to do a really good job as a staff getting through this week of really figuring out the things that he's very comfortable with and the things that he's good at. Um, and then our job um, game week and going into that first game is to call the things that he's comfortable with and that he's good at. And then there's going to be a whole other box of things that we know he will become good at that we will keep working on, but maybe he's just not quite ready for that yet. And those are the things we work on an individual and on the side and whatnot. So I think the biggest challenge is how far can he take his comfort level over the next five days? And then our recognition to make sure that we're doing things offensively that he's very comfortable with. Well, there you have it, folks. We just went over the reaction here from Coach Sarkeesian, August 22nd, um, you know, just from his press conference. So a lot to take in, folks. Tell me how you like the uh, the video. But on that note, folks, man, I'm tell you guys, like I always tell you guys, do you. Don't be afraid to fail. I grow your environment. I understand your brilliance. Horns always up. You know, it's corner. Out.